0: Our guest in this episode is staff member Grace DeRosa. Grace joined the Wish House as an intern back in 2019 and then officially joined our staff as our operations coordinator in 2021. Grace, welcome to the Wish House podcast. How are Thank you?
1: you? Thank you, Abe. I'm good. It's a little chilly today, but not too bad. Can't complain.
0: I hear you. Yeah, we're recording this a couple days before Thanksgiving and it'll be released the week after. Um, so yeah it is a little chilly in the area it's one of the coldest days of the year um, but we're so excited to have you on the podcast because you know you're one of our staff members that's the newest that has joined us um, so share with our listeners a little bit about how did you first hear about make wish because you heard about it pretty early on you know in high school I'm assuming right?
1: Yeah. So I first heard of it. One of my close family friends actually received a wish, I believe in 2013. Um, she has Rett syndrome, so pretty serious condition. And I cheered with her sister. So I was around the family a lot. So that's kind of how I first heard of Make a Wish in our chapter. But how I got started on the employment Part of that, um, my roommate's mom is actually the CEO of Make a Wish Connecticut, so kind of just came up. It was sophomore year of college, starting a resume, build, look for a job, etc. Um, definitely fit kind of what I'm into, but also never thought I would do more of a desk job. But I ended up interviewing here, and then it kind of all just spiraled from there. But she um, set me up through Denise, and then we kind of met, and then it was just kind of a good little fit. Um, so that was how I started interning. But once I started interning, then it all kind of you get stuck in that Make-A-Wish mindset for sure. So that that is how I got introduced.
0: Absolutely. And shout out to Make-A-Wish Connecticut and Pam, who kind of steered you in our direction, which is really cool. Um, and also thank you, because, you know, for a lot of college students, you know, the breaks that you guys have in between semesters, are pretty sacred time, right? You're just trying to regroup, refresh, get ready for the next semester, spend time with friends and family that you haven't seen in a while. And you were actually spending your time in between semesters with us, you know, and yeah. working in the office and doing, you know, a whole bunch of variety of different things. Um, and that started back in 2019. Uh, and then you were, you know, you graduated and you graduated around the time of the pandemic. So how was that experience? Because I know, For a lot of listeners that, you know, here are are listening to the podcast, the pandemic was kind of like a crazy, a crazy year for a variety of reasons, but especially for those that were in years that they were graduating from high school or college. And uh, how was that experience of graduating during the pandemic? Because, you know, not a lot of people have experienced that and may never experience it, hopefully ever. Again. No,
1: definitely. It was definitely strange, especially because of how hands-on my hospitality major was. The classes completely have to change. I mean, sometimes they're in a kitchen or in a hotel, and those are one of the biggest industries that got affected by the pandemic. So it was definitely weird to take virtual management classes and stuff like that, where they're really supposed to be more of a lab-based or hands-on, stuff like that. But I always say the pandemic, you know, always happens and you try to look at the good of it. And I think that it definitely made my house closer and you get that small group of friends. So we definitely made the best of it, but it is definitely strange. You don't have a typical, you know, college senior year, but definitely brought relationships closer. So I kind of look at it like that.
0: Got it. All right, cool. Well, that's very interesting because, you know, it was one of those things I wondered like, you know, these are milestone events in, in a person's life and to have it kind of, you know. I guess not smeared, but you know, to have it kind of <laughs> sullied a little bit with yeah, no. um, with how things are, what things are happening around us. I mean, it's great that you were able to still appreciate it for what it was, and still, you know, get your degree as 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 what you were studying, and kind of what got you from there, from hospitality to then considering joining us here at Make a Wish Hudson Valley as our operations coordinator.
1: Um. So when I first started. Interning, I was definitely more in the program side. So I kind of connected it because I was doing a lot of wish assisting. Um, You know, when Sharon was here, I did a lot of help with Disney, booking flights, stuff like that. So I kind of tied it in hospitality wise because it was a lot of travel planning, which I've always been interested in and loved. So that kind of worked hand in hand. Uh, but once I got started, you know, you get trapped in that mission and no matter what I'm doing, if, if it's a five dollar donation, you know, you know where it goes, especially seeing Wish stories and even being on wishes before you all see how that translates into the bigger picture. So hospitality, I mean, you can do a lot from that. So it definitely expands into Make-A-Wish, I would say.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. And you said your friend, um, your really good friend growing up also was a, a Wish alum. And, yes. you know, so so did that in any way Kind of help, or I don't want to say hinder, but you know, sometimes by knowing too much early on before you kind of get into it, did you go into it with like rainbows and unicorns? And then you were like, wait a minute, this is not the way. I thought Make which was was like, you
1: know? No, definitely not. So I wasn't, um I've just always had a relationship with the family and I've always had a very special relationship with the little girl. She just turned 16 actually, um, but I've known her from an early age ever since she was probably about seven. Um, and we've always had a good little relationship going. Obviously she's nonverbal, but, you know, I could always make her laugh. And her mom always said, you know, like you guys are something special. And I just enjoyed her company and I coached her sister's cheer team. So we just had a little bond because she was always there. And they're a wonderful family. But no, definitely didn't hinder if anything made me appreciate her wish more and the power of a wish more, you know, seeing it firsthand and seeing how she is even to this day, you know, like they never look past it and always talk about their wish. So now it's kind of cool to see on the inside. Someone else I know, I actually grew up with in preschool and she went to high school by me. Uh, She also had a wish when we were in high school. And I actually remember looking through pictures once when I was doing a project for one of you guys and I saw a screenshot of one of her posts and I actually was one of the comments on it. And it's just so funny because at that point i wasn't involved here at all with the chapter so it is kind of funny to to see my name on her post just like wishing her to have a good trip and stuff so it is a little crazy fact that i saw once
0: it was destined for you to to be with us right it sounds like it's really really cool um and switching gears a little bit you know when you joined us on staff one of the unique things um, that you brought with you were your companions, your uh, your dogs. So for those that follow us on social media at Make a Wish HV, whether on Instagram or Facebook, you may have seen some you know really cute dogs that have come up on our feed. More likely than not, that's probably one of Grace's dogs that she's been uh, raising and taking care of and getting them ready for their next chapter in their lives. So share with our listeners a little bit about the Seeing Eye, which is the organization that you work with in raising these puppies to become, you know, great helpers in the community.
1: Yeah, so the Seeing Eye is a guide dog school in Morristown, New Jersey. So they breed, raise and train dogs to become Seeing Eye dogs one day. So I actually got involved in college um, at the University of Delaware, we have a club there, but there's also a local club in Bergen County, New Jersey, that I attend when I'm home. So the office has been great, and Make Wish—I'll never forget the first day I asked to bring Kiko to Wish Granger training. Everyone was like, "Your dog?" and I was like, "No, she she knows how to you know stay calm under the table, and it's all part of her exposure and stuff." So it was a great addition, and honestly, the dogs learn a lot as well as we learn from them. Being around them, you know, an office environment could be very well their future, and where they're going to be with their individual once they do graduate. So it's definitely great exposure, but as a raiser, we get them at seven weeks and usually have them for about a year. And then we're just basically in charge of their basic obedience. So we teach them some commands, sit down, stuff like that. And then mainly just exposure. So if I go to the mall, if the puppy is good enough for the mall, we go and we shop and there's people, foot traffic, racks of clothing, things you wouldn't think of a dog needs, like underfooting on the stairs, stuff like that is really good exposure to get them ready for when they are a guide dog. So that's basically what they do and them coming to the office you know they learned to sit quietly at my desk and be around people walking around them without reacting and stuff like that
0: wow that's so cool and and special thanks to uh to denise and also tom who's part of our leadership team at make wish on the valley who you know allowed for you know for this for you to have your dogs there and then Ultimately, it kind of changed our culture in a, in, a, in a lot of ways here at the Wish House because now that things are getting better and we're going to start having the opportunity to host different groups of people to visit us here at the at the Wish House, you know, there's a good chance that they may have a a dog in at the Wish House now. Whether it's you know one of your dogs that you're helping raise or you know Denise's dog Bo. Or you know Jillian's dog, our volunteer coordinators' dog Stanley, or maybe my dog Leia. You know, so there's a chance that there there will be a dog in the wish house. Um, so it's pretty cool that you 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 kind of started that trend of of being okay with having dogs in the workplace, which is pretty cool. And and shout out yes. um, your the actual dogs that you had. So you mentioned uh, Kiko was what the first one that you had, and then what were the other two that you had at the Uh, at the wish house kind of helping raise the
1: first dog I raised. She, I raised her prior to coming here, but sometimes she'll make a guest appearance just on a Friday or something, but that's Panda. And then Kiko probably was about eight months when I first brought her in. Um, So that was really good for her to learn to settle. And then she came sporadically until she returned last summer. And then recently when I started here full-time, my third puppy, Zilla, who was a chocolate lab, Golden Cross, came with me almost every day. So she definitely got the hang of being an office dog. And then I'll actually be getting my fourth puppy in December. So that'll definitely be a new experience for me and for the puppy because I've raised all my dogs on college campuses. So it's a lot of know, it's a big school, busy foot traffic. And here it's like a quiet office, but they'll have to learn to settle at an earlier age for longer periods of time. So definitely be a learning experience for me and for the puppy, but we're definitely excited for that.
0: Very cool. And, and something interesting that, you know, I learned recently through one of our conversations is that, you know, every time you, uh, you, you, I guess, adopt or, or, or get one of the puppies that they're part of a particular litter and a letter litter. So how does that work with letter litters And then that letter litter is the first letter of the name that that puppy is going to have, right?
1: Yeah. So their calendar year runs from October to September. So October 1st, they restarted A every year. And then they basically just run through the alphabet no matter how many times it is throughout that year. So it just goes in order. And then every puppy in the specific litter is all with the first letter is the same. So mine's coming from an I litter. So they'll have all i names which could be fun but in the past kiko she had a kismet and uh there was a kona a Cora. so it is kind of fun to see what they can come up with
0: all right guys so you heard it here first on the wish house podcast we're gonna have an eye uh named a dog at the wish house very soon in 2022 you'll you'll hear about them so or you'll see you'll it would it be a boy or a girl actually it's a girl it's gonna be a girl all right so you'll hear you'll see her Potentially on our feed on Instagram, modeling some bandanas or some other, you know, uh, make wish swag that we may have. Uh, So that'll be really exciting. So that's cool. And and again, thank you for sharing that, because I think that's one of those things that, you know, a lot of people don't realize what goes into training these dogs um, when you see them out in the wild. Right. So it's kind of cool that you're able to kind of shed light on that and everything that the CNI organization does. So we'll be sure to share a link in the show notes for those that are interested in learning more about them. Um, And kind of switching gears a little bit, what has been one of the things that has surprised you the most with working at MakeWish? Because obviously you are our operations coordinator, so you have your hands in a lot of different things. Um, So what are some of the things that surprised you the most, or maybe didn't surprise you so much?
1: Um, I think what surprised me the most is definitely what goes into the wish and like how much planning there really is. And it is basically, I mean, thinking of even a travel wish, it's all laid out for you. You know, the family really is just given the wish and There's no stress about and it's all about your child and making a good experience and memory. There really is so much that goes into it on our wish coordinator side. They do so much work prior to then, you know, sending a family off. And I think that was definitely a big surprise about, you know, they give in a few dates of what they can go on vacation for and then you're giving the whole package, same with the shopping spree wish, you know, the itinerary is made and there's so much detail and so many special little includement. If it's, whether it's a parade for you or a character meet and greet specific to you know, your child's favorite things. That was definitely the detail that goes into wishes was, you know, blows me away every time, whether it's the littlest thing, like a confetti cannon, but that those moments are just so special. So definitely surprised me how much detail they go into these wishes for every single child that gets a wish granted.
0: That's pretty cool. And speaking of detail, I mean, one of the other tasks that you now have is, you know, taking care of the wish house in a lot of ways, making sure that we're able, that we're in a place that we're able to receive people if we do receive anybody, and also ensuring that the staff has everything that they need in order to be successful in, in our roles and what we need to do. So that's another big responsibility in in ensuring that everything's in place, like our, you know, water and pens and paper and. You know, I know you and I had a conversation about the printer downstairs, you know, so these are things that that in an office, you know, we need somebody to kind of help oversee and you're the one that has been entrusted with that. So we can't thank you enough on behalf of everyone on staff for kind of making sure that everything's running as smoothly as possible for us. And, you know, which reminds me, are you getting ready to decorate the wish house for for the holidays? It's really exciting, right?
1: Yeah, it is. We me and Monica, one of our volunteers, have been um chatting about it. So we're hoping next week we can get it all even more magical than it already is, which that's is awesome. Exciting.
0: Yes. Yeah. And speaking of that, you know, one of the things that's new at the Wish House, which you know, for those that haven't visited us in the past couple of years due to you know the pandemic and everything, but now that the doors are slowly going to be opening up and we'll be able to receive guests again, you'll see something new along the Wish House tour, which is our mixed tile wall in our conference room. And you were instrumental in putting that together, right? So share with our listeners a little bit about what is mixed tile and and, and kind of describe for them what that wall kind of looks like.
1: Yeah. So we always kind of had that blank wall in the conference room, you know, and, you know, we've guests in and out every time and we have so much to show them. I mean, between the chalkboard right now that has the volunteer names on it that Sydney did during the pandemic or the wishing wall with all the wishes from the fiscal year we granted, you know, there is always board meetings, so many things held in the conference room. And this is definitely a great way to highlight, you know, if a donor comes in for a, you know, like a check receivable or anything like that, it's been used so far for pictures and, you know, people can look at the wall, and see if they're handing in a donation, this is what it's going to. So it's great to highlight some of those really cool wishes. I know one of them up there was um, to go to the Billboard Music Awards. Like no one thinks that's what a wish can be, but that's awesome to kind of see. So basically mixed tiles, um, they move very easy to put up and move. And we just printed some wish kid pictures and their name and what their wish was. So it's a great way to highlight what we do in the
0: wish house. That's awesome. So yeah, next time you guys are, those that are listening if you're visiting the Wish House be sure to check out our mixed tile wall in our conference room and you can thank Grace and see her when you see her in person for helping pull that all together. So, you know, thank you for that cuz that adds a really nice element to our um to our tour when people are coming through the Wish House to see not just one picture of a wish kid but literally what was it like 20 little mini pictures of our yeah, like wish I think kids. It was-
1: 34 something
0: some yeah we'll just say 35 in honor of yeah. our 35th anniversary this year. There we go. We'll Perfect. say there's 35 mixed towels on that wall um, yeah. which will, which would be very fitting for us for this year. Um and again switching gears a little bit, you know one of the things we we like to have on our podcast is our shooting star segment, which is a series of questions where you say the first thing that comes to mind. So I'll just throw some stuff out there to you and you tell and you kind of respond back with first thing that comes. So okay. First up, you've been with us for since 2019, so and you've seen a lot of different things, uh, both in the office as well as in your personal life and your connections to Make a Wish. But what would you say is your favorite Make a Wish Hudson Valley memory?
1: My favorite memory. So, I mean, wish wish wise, I did go on my first wish granting experience. Um, last minute, they needed someone to fill in and it was right at the Palisades Mall. So really close to me, happy to help, but I've never been on a wish before. You know, I've seen the planning parts and pictures and videos and stuff like that, but to really be in the room and see the family members reactions and the child's firsthand reactions, not just in pictures was definitely something I'll never forget and just super memorable. And what the work and everyone does here goes to, and the way it makes the family feel and, and it, it really is like a really special experience to witness that firsthand and be in the room. And, you know, you feel all those emotions as well, even though I just met the family that morning. So yeah. definitely that.
0: And that's something good to kind of share with those that are listening is that when you are, you know, joining our staff uh, is not you're joining our staff, you're trained with your know, responsibilities that you need to you know do with your day to day job. But as an addition to that, not everyone necessarily becomes a wish granting volunteer. You know, you can work on wishes and do everything we do behind the scenes, but you're not necessarily trained to work directly with our wish kids. So that's something that has to come from the staff member themselves. And I know you've started that process and going through um, to become a wish grinder. So that's really exciting. We have others on staff that have gone through the same process. So that's something to be aware of. they not just because you're staff doesn't mean you're all necessarily all working directly on, on wishes. So it's great that you were able to kind of experience that, um and kind of get a feel for what a wish is because you can describe what the wish process is like but there's nothing like going through it and like you yeah. said seeing a wish unfold in front of you there are there really are no words to kind of describe that so um and speaking of which you know of all the wishes you've heard of you know that have been granted uh that you've heard stories about because you've heard a lot of them you know just locally for us um but you know out of all of those wishes what would you say is like the your favorite one that you've kind of seen or heard about?
1: Um so I definitely will never forget the one little the pictures of the one little girl who wanted to be a mermaid. That was just adorable. I will never forget those pictures of you know the people like in the mermaids in the water and there she is with her little tail and she you could just tell she was just so thrilled to be there or little girl who wanted to learn the hula dance in Hawaii. Those pictures are amazing but There's just so many good ones. I mean, the 3000th wish that you were a part of that little puppy, you know, that holds little yellow lab holds a dear place in my heart. So to see him and his reaction, that video, you know, when he's with his mom in that special moment, I mean, those puppy wishes will always get me, especially when they're a little lab. But those are definitely some of my favorites by far.
0: That's awesome. And what advice would you give to someone in the community that is interested in volunteering or just getting connected with us here at Make Wish Hudson Valley? Because for those that are listening, you, you, Grace is, is the person that most likely is the first point of contact that you're going to have when you reach out to us. Because um, she's the one that's monitoring our info at Hudson.Wish.org you know, email uh, inbox. But she's also the one that's going to be answering the phone most likely before anybody else. So you know, she's the first one you're going to hear from when you call us or you email us. So what advice would you give to someone that is interested in getting involved, but maybe isn't sure on how to get it done?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say, give me a call, do the email. I mean, we always make sure I forward it to the correct people. So if it's a volunteer inquiry, I send it right to Jillian and she's great at reaching out right away, but definitely don't hesitate to reach out. I know a lot of people, I mean, sometimes with Make-A-Wish and the mission, some people think that it's only, you know, those really life-threatening illnesses. So don't be afraid to get more information for sure, because it's not always, you know, some people think it may be sad. It's it's not sad. It's not always sad. I mean, we have tough moments, obviously, but there's a lot of joy and a lot of great stories and successful stories that go with it. So definitely don't hesitate for that reason would be my biggest thing. I mean, even just being an employee here, people ask all the time and sometimes they have misconceptions about Make-A-Wish. So definitely, you know, read up on it, get more involved and don't hesitate to reach out with any questions because there's no silly question for sure.
0: That's so true. And, uh, If you could have a wish, what would it be? And I'll remind uh, our listeners that we have five formal wish categories, which are to go, to meet, to have, to be, and to give. So out of those five categories, what wish would you want to have?
1: so yes, I've, I've rethought about this when I joined staff in June, because I gave my wish, I wish grantor training in 2019. And I really did think I was like, you know, now I've two years later, would it change? And when it comes down to it, I don't think it would. So my wish would still be to meet Justin Bieber, which sounds super silly, but that really would be it. I mean, I just adore him and that is definitely the magic of make a wish. So that would still be it.
0: Yeah. And, and Justin Bieber, you know, for, you know, you can't knock him. I mean, he's a great wish granter. And and if you, for those that are listening, you know, when he was granting wishes at his peak, at his height of popularity um, when he was, you know, I'm talking about like the hair to the side in the front, when he was rocking purple all the time, when he was granting wishes around that time, I mean, he was, he, he was actually ahead of the game because he was really ensuring that the experiences of the meet and greet were catered for each kid and he would have like that one-on-one time with each one of our wish kids to make them really feel special. And he made the experience special for them. And, you know, not every celebrity necessarily um, approaches it in the same way, um, but he really made sure that he catered to all those kids and met with them and had opportunities to have conversations with them. And I think that's one of those really special things about Justin Bieber and many of the celebrities that support us and our organization um, is that they go above and beyond to ensure that these experiences are one really once in a lifetime experiences for our wish kids, which is really cool. So Justin Bieber, pretty cool wish. Um, And then the last question I have for you is in one word, how would you describe Make-A-Wish?
1: I would definitely say family. I mean, whether it's staff itself or as soon as even a brand new volunteer walks in the door or a board member, just anyone, you all have that same mindset and you're all here for the same mission. So it kind of brings you together to a stranger that you would never think you would have, you know, you don't know for a hole in the wall, but, you know, they walk into the wish house or walk into anywhere and you share a passion for the mission. And it just bond you right away. So definitely family.
0: There you go. It sounds like Vin Diesel from like Fast and the Furious. Everything's like family, family, family. Um, But that's, that's legit. That's like definitely the way it is. And I think that's a testament to our board and our leadership team that really helps set forth the culture that we have at the at the Wish House. And, and again, you've added an extra layer to it with, you know, the dog culture and making it okay, you know, to have, you know, our canine friends at the office, which is pretty cool. Um, And then another question that I just kind of came to me, you know, as we're talking is, You know, how does it feel kind of joining the staff and being one of the youngest ones on staff? I mean, it must be kind of uh, even though you had already some past experiences with, you know, working with us at the office, even though they were short stints, but you still kind of were able to be with us on a day to day, you know, during those time periods. How has it been kind of transitioning now as a fully fledged staff member um, now in 2021?
1: Yeah, no, I definitely enjoy it. I think it's always good, you know, to have I feel like I'm pretty energetic so to bring that into the office, especially when it's slow, you know, people working from home. It's just good to bring in. But I definitely don't feel the age gap really when I'm here at all, which is great. Um I just feel like I really just merged right in and it did help obviously I knew everyone from the past, but I mean, some of them like Ashlyn and Lenny, you know, they're still on the younger side, so we definitely have a good little age range and everyone brings something else to the table, which is awesome.
0: Thank you for not calling me old, by the way. I appreciate no. that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Grace, for joining us today on the Wish House podcast and sharing how you're giving back to Make Wish in, in your unique way. And uh, we can't thank you enough for joining our staff, really, and, and adding that energy because it's good to always bring in fresh new perspectives uh, when we can so that we can kind of help elevate our overall experience as a staff so we can provide even better you know, quality wishes for our Wish kids and families. So um, thank you so much for joining us, both on no, staff as well as too. on the podcast. And uh, we can't wait to hear more from you You know, in the coming years um, as, we, as you continue to evolve as a staff member. So we're really excited to have you on board. So thank you so much for joining us today. No,
1: thank you, Abe.
0: To our listeners, remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. We invite you to rate, review and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast to help us reach as many people as possible about our wonderful mission. Special thanks to the executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sidney Wolf. Shout out to Wish alum Brian Chin for providing our podcast theme music. And finally, from all of us at the Wish House, stay safe and healthy.